You are tuned in to Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Broussard, Louisiana. Let's catch up with Father Michael Delcom as he breaks open the readings for today. So the Feast of the Assumption, just to cut to the chase, what the church teaches is that Mary was assumed body and soul into heaven. Body and soul. Why is that different from us? Well, what we believe is that we all, since Adam and Eve, have inherited original sin. The price of sin is death. And so we experience not only death in our soul, but we experience death in our bodies. We are slowly dying. When we die at the end of our life, our soul leaves our bodies and goes before the Lord for judgment, heaven or hell, but our bodies get buried in a cemetery, physical bodies. What we believe is that at the last day, as we heard in our second reading, on the last day, Jesus will come again to bring all things into himself, and he will raise up our bodies and unite them back to our souls. But they will be different. They'll be glorified bodies, so to speak. We'll be reunited with our body. But Mary, because she did not have original sin, what does that mean? God formed Mary to be his handmaid, his future home of his son. So she was perfect, undefiled, without sin. So Mary's parents conceived her without original sin. And because of the Holy Spirit overshadowed her, she was preserved without sin her whole life. So her body would not have to experience the effects of sin, therefore the death of her body, so when she, um, not even get into that because that's a whole nother homily, the church is like, did she die? Did she not die? They say basically she fell asleep. She went to sleep and she was ascended, sorry, assumed into heaven by Jesus, body and spirit. So there's only two people in heaven, I hope this is right, with a body, Jesus because he had no sin, and Mary, body and spirit. So the hope is one day, um, please God, when Jesus comes to bring us all back to heaven, we're going to be reunited with our bodies. Whew, okay. One element of Mary I want to talk about today, which is kind of neat uh, for those of you who maybe just love getting into Scripture and you enjoy the fact that we have been, um, in some of our series, trying to connect the Old Testament and the New Testament. We talk about this thing called uh, typology, where we see things in the New Testament that are hidden in the Old Testament. And we look in the Old Testament that we see things that are revealed in the New Testament. As Catholics, we don't just read a, a verse. We don't just read a paragraph. We read the whole Bible because the whole Bible tells us a story of who God is and his love for us. So we want to read the whole picture. Today, what I want to do is show you how Mary is found in the Old Testament and how in the New Testament, our gospel writer is trying to tell us something of who Mary is by understanding the Old Testament. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back and forth between the Old Testament and the New Testament, particularly in two stories. 
our gospel reading today, which is Mary's visitation to Elizabeth. And in the Old Testament, particularly around David, when David was bringing the Ark of the Covenant into the temple, just to give you a little bit more background so you can understand what we're doing. Ark of the Covenant, we've talked about that in a couple of our preaching series. Ark of the Covenant was a, a sacred vessel. It was a place that God specifically gave direction on how to build and it would be in the midst of God's people, the Israelite community. And they put special things, special representatives of God's presence with his people in the Ark of the Covenant. So in the Ark of the Covenant, they had the Ten Commandments, they had Moses' staff, and they had different other items. They would carry around this Ark of the Covenant everywhere they went. They put a big tent over the Ark of the Covenant. This is the place where Moses went to pray. And everyone would reverence the cloud came down. Moses came out of there and his, his, eye, his face shone bright because he was talking to God face to face. It was God's presence with his people. They would go into battle with the Ark of the Covenant because they understood that God's presence was with them. And the enemies were afraid of Israel because God was showing favor to his people. Ark of the Covenant was very important, very treasured, very specific. They actually built a temple where they would worship God, and they put the Ark of the Covenant in the most sacred, special place, the Holy of Holies. Only the priests could go there. So the Ark of the Covenant was important. It housed the presence of God, at least through the different signs that God would come to them. Now, what we understand in the early church is that the early church, the Christian church, looked at Mary as the new Ark of the Covenant. Mary was the new Ark of the Covenant. Now, this would, this would make sense. Why, why would they think of Mary as the Ark of the Covenant? Well, if the Ark of the Covenant in the Old Testament housed the presence of God through the many ways in which God came to his people, his law, the prophets. Well, then Mary, if she bore God in her womb, then that means Mary is a vessel that housed not symbols of God, but actually God himself. So the early church saw Mary as the new Ark of the Covenant because she brought God into the world. She carried around with her God himself. We talk a little bit about why we treasure and why we make that connection today. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to go back and forth and we're going to see how the gospel writer Luke is trying to show us by analogy, by illusion, what's happening in the Old Testament and why we could understand Mary in the New Testament. Those of you who have your Bibles, get ready. Okay, here we go. First one. So in Exodus chapter 40, we hear this. This is, um, this is with King David, and he's um, basically, they're talking about the Ark of the Covenant and descriptions of the Ark of the Covenant. This is in Exodus chapter 40, verse 34. It says, the glory of the Lord and the cloud covered the tabernacle, which contained the Ark, and the power of the Most High overshadowed them. Just trying to get you to focus on the language, the specific language that is used in this Bible passage, right? Glory of the Lord, cloud overcame it, power of the Most High overshadowed them. 
There's the Greek word. It's the exact same word that is used in today's gospel. This is in Luke chapter 1. The Holy Spirit came upon Mary, and the power of the Most High overshadowed her. Cloud came over the Ark of the Covenant. Power of the Most High overshadowed the Ark. Luke uses the exact same description as the Holy Spirit comes over Mary. Power of the Most High overshadowed her. Same word, almost word for word, right? Look at another one. As David was bringing the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem, it says this in 2 Samuel 6, 2. David arose and went to the hill country of Judah to bring the Ark of God. Arose and went, hill country of Judah. Watch this. In Luke uh, 1, verse 39, Mary arose and went to the hill country of Judah to visit Elizabeth. Key here, David took the Ark of the Covenant and went to the hill country. Mary's not taking anything. She herself is going to the hill country because she is the Ark of the Covenant who is bearing Christ, God, in herself. Next one. David, as he's bringing the ark, he exclaims, how can the ark of the Lord come to me? He's so in awe and wonder that he would be so privileged that he would be able to, to bring the ark of God to the temple. How can it be that, that the ark of the Lord would come to me? We see in Luke 43. Elizabeth, as Mary is visiting Elizabeth, as the sound of Mary's voice reaches Elizabeth's ear, she says this. And why is this? The different translation. Why is this granted to me? How can this be that the mother of my Lord should come to me? See, David's making an illusion. How can it be that the ark would come to me? Now Elizabeth's saying, how can it be that the mother of my Lord would come to me? Another Number four, it said that David, as he was bringing the ark, he, he danced. He leapt for joy before the ark. And as it was brought in, there was shouting. There was dancing and shouting. There was singing to Samuel chapter 6. Scripture scholars have said that as we understand, as Mary comes close to Elizabeth, it says the, the babe in her womb, John, leapt for joy. And the voice of Elizabeth cried with a loud shout. This idea that they were in the presence of the, the God-bearer, we call Mary Theotokos, God-bearer, the new Ark of the Covenant. One more. So the Ark in the hill country stayed uh, in the house of Obed-Edom for three months as it was going on its way to the temple. It's not a coincidence that just the gospel writer Luke would include that small detail. Mary remained in the hill country at Elizabeth's house for three months. See, Luke's trying to get us to, to focus that Mary is the God-bearer. She's the new Ark of the Covenant who has come to bring God into the world. Now, you might be saying, okay, that makes sense, but why in the world are we using all of this reading for the assumption of Mary? We're talking about Mary being assumed into heaven. So we've kind of talked about Mary being the new Ark of the Covenant. 
I'm going to bridge this to our first reading. So our first reading today comes from the book of Revelation. Just to set the stage, John um, is writing the book of Revelation, and John is writing about a vision that he sees. God opens his mind to see a vision of heaven. And in heaven, there is a heavenly, uh, heavenly temple. There's an earthly temple and a heavenly temple. What happens here on earth... If, if we would um, be so much as to be generous with God, with our lives, is that God wants what is happening in heaven to, to happen on earth. We say that in the Our Father all the time. Um, the, whatever the words are, I can't think of them right now because we always memorize them, but on earth as it is in heaven, right? So there's a, a temple on earth with the Holy of Holies, with the Ark of the Covenant. There's a temple in heaven, And God gave John a vision to see. And what did he see? This is from our first reading. Said, God's temple in heaven was opened. So the doors of the temple were opened. And the ark of his covenant could be seen in the temple. So God saw into the temple and he saw the ark of the covenant. And the very next line, as John is writing down what he's seeing, he says, A great sign appeared in the sky, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of 12 stars. Now, I don't know if you ever wonder, why in the world do we have 12 stars around Mary over here? Why do we have a moon over there? Why do we have, like, all this stuff? Like, this is all to create a Catholic Christian sensibility of what we are believing in our faith, right? John is looking in this vision. He sees the Holy of Holies. He sees the heavenly temple. The doors are open. He sees the Holy of Holies, and he describes it as a woman. If we go on to, to hear what John sees... She gave birth to a son, a male child, destined to rule all the nations with an iron rod. Her child was caught up to God and his throne. And they heard a loud voice, now have salvation and power come, the kingdom of our God and the authority of our anointed one. So, heavenly throne, heavenly temple, holy of holies, ark of the covenant is there. Mary is the new Ark of the Covenant. It would make sense as we kind of celebrate the assumption of Mary into heaven that the new Ark of the Covenant is with God in heaven. Now, why is this important? For so many reasons. Um, Just to add a a subtle nuance, Mary is often um, invoked as as a warrior. Come and fight for us, Mary. The rosary is often used as a weapon um, to spiritual warfare, just to kind of fight the enemy. Well, in the Old Testament, the Israelite people, when they went to war, they never, with a couple of exceptions, went to war without the Ark of the Covenant. They did one time and they forgot and they got... We're going to keep it PG. They got their butts whipped. So. But when they, when they would bring the Ark of the Covenant, they had confidence because God was with them. God was going to fight for them and with them. Same thing with us as Christians. As we are journeying from this life to the next, as we're journeying from he- uh, earth to heaven, our heavenly homeland, we call upon Mary, the Ark of the Covenant, 
to be with us, to guard, to defend, to fight for us. Um, Today we remember she's in heaven where we want to be one day. We call upon her as our mother, for we are born into Jesus, brothers and sisters in Christ. May we honor her today and ask her to pray for us as we journey to our heavenly homeland to be with her and our family forever in heaven. Amen.